0: Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud lots of great guests on now hear this entertainment or as i've taken to calling it nhte joining me today on the now hear this entertainment guest line from london england my guest is a singer songwriter who plays guitar and piano her independently released debut ep garnered over two million plays on spotify and charted at number six on Billboard's Next Big Sound. She has toured the southeast of the U.S. twice and is number one on Reverb Nation in the Netherlands and number 96 globally. This coming fall, she will be attending NYU Clive Davis Institute of Recorded Music while simultaneously working on new material. She was also a two-time full scholarship winner of Berklee College of Music's Summer Performance Program. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled City Shoes, it's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Victoria Canell.
1: Hey, Bruce. Thanks for having me.
0: Hi, Victoria. It's, it's great to finally here. talk to you. Yeah, thanks thanks so much for taking time for this, I will say, tonight, <laughs> since it's evening over in London.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, already there are lots of questions swirling around that I want to ask you, but let's first have you talk about the song that we were just playing, City Shoes.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. So you want to know a bit about how I wrote it, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, um, and since
0: I was talking, since I was talking over most of it, you can t- tell the listeners what it's about, <laughs> since they couldn't hear the lyrics.
1: <laughs> um, city shoes was written. I, I wrote it about uh, basically. I had moved places. i had moved from one city to another city, and uh, and had to let go of someone very close to my heart. Mm. Um, that I was involved with. And and when I got to the new city, I wanted to buy something, I wanted to own something that signified the the, the closure of our relationship, you know, and, and of the beginning of a new chapter and the freedom of a, of a new uh, stage in, in my life. Um, but having bought those pair of shoes only continuously reminded me of this person and uh really i, I just couldn't stop thinking about wow. him uh, and i think that that sign of closure actually only made it worse and it was kind of something i did in denial wow. <laughs> you know so yeah that's what that that song kind of means well, to what me. a
0: fascinating angle because I, I i never considered that and you know to go through that and then to say, well, darn it, now every time I look down at these shoes, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. it certainly <laughs> reminds me. So did you throw them away? I mean, this is a true story, yes? This wasn't a hook that you came up with for a song? This is, this really happened?
1: No. Well, actually, I was sitting, I was at a, a writer's uh, kind of retreat thing, and we were we were just coming up with titles, and, uh, and we put words together. So I actually, um, it is a story. I can't say it was actually... Uh, a real, I, I do have shoes that do remind me of this certain person because they're the shoes that I that I met him in, and I remember every detail, like the sweater he was wearing, the shoes I was wearing, you know, the, the everything, the day of the week. It was it was very. I'm kind of a little bit weird when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, like you know, when you meet your the person you you think you're in love with, you you just kind of remember everything. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I just remember these two random words uh, being brought together because the exercise was picking two words out of a, out of a hat, you know, uh-huh. and, uh, and the, the two words were sh- city shoes. And I, and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's a song. And I, and, and I have an idea for it. And that's when I wrote the song.
0: Okay. Because I'm, cause I'm the detail person that wants to know, you know, did the girl throw the shoes away? Did she sell them on eBay? Did she return them to the store? <laughs> so, you know, I, I, think, I, I tend to overthink this I think it's more things.
1: like, it's more like, um, She, she owns the shoes and she deals with the fact that, that they, like, she kind of deals with it the same way that you deal with loss over time. Like they deteriorate. And then eventually when they die, it it like, and when, when you throw them away because they're actually just done with or too old, that's when I think the closure finally came.
0: And where and when did you write that song?
1: I wrote that song in 2015. Uh... And I wrote it in the attic of my grandparents' house in Georgia.
0: Ah, okay. Well, yeah. let's, uh, let's before we really roll up our sleeves here with the interview, let's get the most obvious question out of the way first. I'm sure you've answered this hundreds of times, but for the listeners who are just being introduced to Victoria Canal, can I trouble you to talk about the challenge that you have overcome physically to do all that you are doing in music?
1: sure uh, I was born with a condition called amniotic band syndrome which basically uh, occurs um, one in every 1200 births and uh, it it just... Uh, it's basically uh, fluid, amniotic fluid in uh, a mother's belly. That this is how I explain it to children. It's a, it's a, it's kind of like a thick water in in a in a mother's belly that stops a part of the body from growing. So in my in my case, it was uh, my uh, right arm. So I was born without half of my right arm, and uh, basically have grown up hoping to simply. Live my life uh, as well and as strongly as I can, regardless of that, because ultimately it's not really a big deal. and um, in in doing that, I hope to uh, help others kind of do the same with because I think everybody kind of has their their missing arm. You know what I mean? like uh, but sometimes it's not so visible. Sometimes it's not just so apparent. It's something that you're battling with internally or um, you know what I mean?
0: So, yeah, that's I a, guess that's a, kind a, of that's a terrific metaphor, it. but at the same time, I think you're also being too humble because, for Pete's sake, you're playing guitar and you're playing piano, and, and, <laughs> and doing so in in a in a fashion that you're having a lot of success. So, thank you. It, you know, is this something that? I don't know how you know, was it was it I'm gonna show the world or was it, hey, look, you know, I just I was interested in playing guitar, I was interested in playing piano and I just learned, you know, get over it, Bruce, or or what? Because I'm I'm fascinated by the fact that you're singing, you're songwriting, you're playing guitar, you're playing piano and and as you just described, this is not holding you back. So when when did you what was the impetus to start into all this?
1: Well, my grandma uh, on my American side—I I told you that I wrote City Shoes in my grandparents' house, so in Georgia. Um, and my grandma was a was a piano teacher, so I grew up listening to to music in, uh-huh. in church and stuff. Um, and I'm not really a religious person, but I I did grow up visiting my grandparents in church, you know, and uh, and and church music, spiritual music, always really inspired me, and. Um, and she let me sit on her lap and, and play along with her when I was four. And I started lessons when I was six because I told my wow. parents that I was really interested. And, and I think they, they could tell that there was something there, you know, some sort of musical inclination. And, uh, yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I would say um, you asked me whether or not, it, you know, I do things out of the stubbornness of wanting to prove people something, you know, rather mm-hmm. than just kind of doing it because it's no big deal. I don't think about it that way. I think I definitely am the stubborn kind. <laughs> uh and good, yeah, because, like like good, for example. Because as you
0: started to say that I got nervous. I thought, oh, she's she's saying, Hey, come on, Bruce, you know, but I'm uh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, no, no.
1: Definitely it's it's uh I'm I'm the kind of um I'm the kind of person, like, okay, for example, six months ago, I started doing this personal training thing at at my gym mm-hmm. um, because I was tired of, of not being my strongest self, and I also didn't like knowing in my heart that I couldn't do pull-ups and I didn't want that I didn't want the reason that I couldn't do pull-ups to be because I had one arm so now I can do you know 10 pull-ups and it's because I've trained myself to to be as strong as I possibly can be despite of of this you know and and yeah. So, and and I love going to the to the gym, for example, and seeing people look at me and and be like, "Oh my gosh, like poor girl," or or uh, I wonder what gives her strength to work out. And I can actually have a conversation with them and say, "I I want to do this because there is no time to waste in life feeling sorry for yourself or feeling like you can't uh, be in control of who you are and what you do." you know so so I love to push myself in whatever way to have that freedom when it comes to music when it comes to my body and my spirit and just the way I, I see the world I if that it. makes sense I
0: love it yeah what a great attitude you have and I I, I can't believe that you're 18 I feel like I'm talking to a 28 year old I mean this is uh, this is <laughs> great stuff and, and very inspirational a few weeks ago on the show I interviewed Mark Ensign who is a bass player he's here in the greater Tampa Bay area but Just told a a fascinating story, and that's why I love, Victoria, that you're telling something equally inspirational. Mark, I I really only had him on the show because I wanted his inspirational story to get out. He he told about how uh, he graduated from college, went out and played on a cruise ship for a year and a half or so, came back home and moved in with his mom and uh, decided, (laughs) uh, living in New Jersey at the time, decided that he was going to go and uh, make it on Broadway as a bass player, and so... Listeners, if you you did not hear episode 174, listeners, with Mark Ensign, especially if, if you're really kind of down in the dumps and doubting yourself and thinking that your goals can't be reached, Mark tells this really, really wonderful story about how he did end up, and it's just really so creative how he got himself onto Broadway. Uh, Victoria what, what about geography because I'm, I'm all kinds of confused here you're in London right now I mentioned <laughs> in the intro that you're number one on Reverb Nation in the Netherlands however you also were an Eddie's Attic songwriter shootout winner in 2014 and we all know that 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 fabled venue is is here in the states up in Atlanta Georgia plus you are yeah. a you are a a two-time full scholarship winner of the Berklee College of Music. That's where Mark Ensign went. Uh, Their summer performance program, which is up in the northeast of the U.S. in Boston. And on top of all that, you're going to be attending NYU, so New York. What what, what is the deal with all this? Are are you a gypsy? Do do you live out of a suitcase? (laughs) That's the
1: perfect way to describe me. Yeah, (laughs) I am a born and bred nomad and road traveler. Basically, uh, I grew up traveling with my parents because of my dad's field of, of, of work. And uh, I, I have just had the, the pleasure and the privilege of seeing many places. And and I think it's kind of um, conditioned me to want to keep going in that vein. So I started online school in 2013, I think it was, mm. and uh, did online school for the, the latter part of my high school years and um during that time i traveled quite a bit i got as, as much music education as i possibly could um through the support of my parents and I, I think that that education um through travel and and through you know those programs was was very helpful for me uh, so i i respect and praise berkeley college of music so much and <laughs> i'm so excited to go to nyu because they they helped me discover who i was as an artist you know and mm. and uh and help me gain gain the confidence to, to feel like I think when you're when you're young as a as an artist, or maybe just even as a human being, you feel like there's no place for you because there are so many artists and human beings. But I think as you get older and with the right people around you, you start to learn that you can live in harmony with, with those people, with, with the community. And it's like the more, you know, the better and the more people, you know, the better and that kind of thing. So I guess that's kind of the approach I take to travel is, uh, that every time I'm, I'm settled in a place, I'm happy and I don't want to leave, but then there's something that takes me elsewhere. Mm. And, and there is always a, a split second where I'm like, Oh my gosh, life is perfect here. I don't want to leave. But the thing is, I, I, I feel that way every single time. So it's more like traveling and never staying in one place has really taught me to um, to make the most of the situation that I'm in and just feel utter joy and utter, utter happiness in, in the moment. And I think living in the moment is something that takes some people. 50 years to learn, if at all. And I'm just kind of, um, relieved that I'm, I'm getting there at my age. <laughs> Does well, that make sense? Uh,
0: yeah. And, uh, and Dominic pages, he's been the, the guest, uh, on this show two different times. And, and he always preaches about that of, of, you know, being in the now and, and, Absolutely. Uh, uh, listeners, those were, uh, episodes 56 and eight. If you want to go back and listen to my interviews with Dominic pages, but, uh, you know, I, I have this list in front of me here, Victoria, that I read off of all those different places that I mentioned where you've been, but you mentioned before we started recording today, you also mentioned even Dubai, you you, you were there at some point?
1: Yeah, so in 2012, uh, my my parents uh, had an opportunity that brought us to Dubai, and uh, that was basically, I, sorry I say basically so much, that must be really <laughs> annoying, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, the, so In 2012 i moved to dubai because my parents had an opportunity that brought us there and this was after uh it was around a month after i recorded my first youtube video and uh a couple of years after i had uh written my first song and when i got there the the school that we uh, enrolled in, um, had had this spectacular uh, music program and an amazing music teacher, Matthew Langridge, that took me under his wing and showed me the reins of not only songwriting, but also the music industry itself, mm-hmm. uh, which is a whole other ballgame. And uh, he, he showed me just how to um, really be persistent, but not annoying when it comes to seeking out opportunities and emailing people and just kind of being a little bit fearless and, and uh, understanding that you always have something to learn, but never thinking that you're out of your own league. So I would start, you know, uh emailing big big shop producers and being like, "Hey, I want to work together." <laughs> at like 13 years old, that was ridiculous. But, you know, one of one of every 100 or 200 emails would come through and then I'd have a gig, you know, in a wow. restaurant or wow. or I'd have a, an interview. Like I remember when I was um 13, 14, I can't remember, but I had my first Ever TV interview, and it was this Iraqi TV show. Nothing was in English, but it was my first time. And like, what better way to trial, you know, your your comfort in front of a, oh uh, you gosh. know, wow. you know, in front of a TV camera, <laughs> the TV cameras and this stuff, you know, than than some foreign language. You know, foreign TV show in the middle of, of a place where you've never been. I don't know. I, I think it was fun. Well sure <laughs> and, because and because then it...
0: you could keep saying basically all the time and they wouldn't say this girl keeps saying basically because they don't even yeah, know what you're saying. Should have. <laughs> <laughs> by the by the way, let by the way, in a, in a minute, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna plug your social media and everything. So while I'm doing that, you can like you can like go on Microsoft Word and then put in basically, and then do review thesaurus, and you'll have some some other words that you could use so that you don't <laughs> feel so so conf- so conscious about. I keep saying basically. <laughs> okay. No, this is fun. I'm I'm, 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 I'm having fun. This is, this is good. Um, and, and needless to say, you know, all this travel that you're doing, I mean, Captain Obvious, Bruce. I mean, it, it must totally <laughs> feed your creativity as it relates to being a songwriter because you're just exposed to so many new situations, scenes, opportunities. Am, am I correct?
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a, uh, it's so um, re-energizing and continuously uh inspiring to to sit down with people from all over the world who have all different stories and different backgrounds, but you see a common thread with all of them. No matter where somebody comes from, they have all fallen in love for the first time and they all were nervous at their first day of school or have let down their, their parents sometime or, you know, have lied for something and regretted something in the past. You know, and there's there are these universal um, small moments in everybody's everyday life that we're all connected by. And I think that's mm-hmm. the most beautiful thing that I've seen.
0: Wow, nice. Uh, speaking of traveling, you recently went on a songwriter's retreat. Yeah, last week
1: I went to Glastonbury. Well, actually, it's a place right next to Glastonbury. Uh, sorry, I'm eating blueberries. I probably shouldn't be doing that during this interview, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's keeping me energized. Um, so I, I was riding with or I was basically thrown into a week of magic and art and creation with 49 other songwriters right next to Glastonbury in a small town called Somerset. And um, we were just in nature and writing, you know, two or three songs a day. It was so cool. I, I definitely want to go back next year. But, um, yeah, this this year is really the first year I've started co-writing seriously, and, and it's opening my my mind wow. to a whole new way of writing. I feel like I've grown
0: a lot. Wow. Awesome. Well, uh, eat some blueberries and, and look up, um, synonyms for basically while I tell listeners that I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the now hear this entertainment guest line from London, England is singer songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Victoria canal. She certainly is very much on social media. You will find Victoria on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Her music is streaming on Spotify, and you can purchase Victoria's music on iTunes, Amazon, and other online music retailers. Speaking of Amazon, we'd appreciate it if you would go to www.nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get over there so that they will send me a big check for a small amount of money that does help this show. If you want to contribute directly to NHTE, there is a Patreon campaign. It's patreon.com NHTE. Or again, you could just go to nhte.net and click on the Patreon button there to go over to contribute. There's some nice thank you gifts for donating. A Facebook group called NHTE Listeners is where you can chat with others about this show, guests, things of that nature. There's some musicians in there that talk with one another. Either search on Facebook for NHTE Listeners or click on the Facebook group button at nhte.net. If you want to write in, our email address is podcast at nhte.net. And don't forget to sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net. And there are also icons there. If you don't want to sit in front of your laptop and listen to the show on the website, you can take it with you. Click on the corresponding icon at nhte.net for iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or TuneIn Radio. Do make sure that you subscribe and tell a friend. Our social media, there's icons for those too at nhte.net, are Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Victoria, I mentioned in the intro that when you go to NYU this fall, you will also be working on new material. However, I see on your social media that you've actually been doing so already these last few days. Is, is what you've been working on and what you'll be doing this fall once you're in New York all going toward maybe a, a full album release next year?
1: You got it. Awesome. Yes, that's what I'm working on. Yeah, it is hopefully a full length. And I'm still trying to decide with my management if it's going to be an independent release or if we're going to go for a major uh, opportunity. Um, so, But I haven't really felt that out yet. I really want to be in control of what I'm doing. But at the same time, I, I am writing music that I feel... Like I really want a lot of people to hear, <laughs> um, so we'll see how that process goes. But for now, I'm just focusing on the music and focusing on um, growing uh, my audience online with with covers and and uh, and just sharing my original music ideas and seeing where that gets me. So
0: so right now, is it is it just writing or are you actually doing some recording over there?
1: Well, uh, the idea is to write the entire. Uh, track list before actually going into uh, the recording studio. So I've written over 25 songs for this record and it'll be probably between a nine and 12 track album. Uh, But uh, I, we still have a few more to go and I have a few more to go before I think it's time to sit down and, you know, uh, pick the needles out of the haystack and see what works for the album.
0: Under the circumstances, where and when will you record
1: Uh, honestly, I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. I I do not have an answer to that, but hopefully in New York, if not in London, um, I, I I don't love taking time off. So if it, if it means that I have to be traveling and working all the time, then that's what it'll be.
0: So, so recording down here in Tampa is not an option. Is that what you're saying?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Anything is an option.
0: Being in such a major music market like New York, will you be looking to get booked there to do some live shows and 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 if so, would you perform solo or would you maybe look to say, perhaps put together a trio to perform in?
1: So most of the time I do rec- I do perform solo on my own uh, because I love the way that an audience can really just be absorbed by pure piano and vocals i know that when i watch one of my um idols or one of the artists i respect i love it to be as stripped down as possible because i've heard the album version already Mm -hmm. so when when i see them live i i want to see where the songs came from you know when when they wrote it in their bedroom or or you know in the attic someplace or in the garden you know i want i want to see that from them so that's kind of what i want to recreate with my live
0: show so in New York, the, uh, it sounds to me like you're saying that that yeah, if there's opportunities, you will you will try to get yourself booked while you're there for, for NYU. Oh yeah
1: yeah absolutely. I'm actually already um, I'm already being booked. Uh, I've got a couple of shows in in September, uh, and if you if you want to keep up with where I'm performing, you can look at my bands in town uh, and also Twitter and Facebook. I'll be posting about my shows there. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll be fe- featuring in a couple of open mic nights, like having longer sets, you know, as, as an opening act to the night. And uh, yes. I've played Rockwood Music Hall before, so hopefully I can, I can get back there and do some more, some more shows.
0: Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is everyone loves trying to come up with a band name, but in this social media driven age, do some research before you settle on a band name and start getting the t-shirts printed. For example, in addition to a web domain, You want to check to see if you can get the same social media handle across all the major platforms and consider even coming up with something that will have a short, relevant, and memorable hashtag. Then, once everyone's in agreement, lock those all in at once before another user snatches them up. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus.
2: How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery.
0: Victoria, what has been different about spending time working on new music in London versus doing the same here in the U.S.? Or, Or do you maybe work with the same people regardless of location, perhaps just utilizing Skype?
1: no actually I found that there is an amazing scene here in London I had I had grown up thinking that the the music scene in the UK was so inaccessible and only for the best of the best of the best and now I'm here and it's like a family once you mm-hmm. once you meet you know people in the same circle you basically know everybody and and uh, and you continue meeting. Uh, you know, talented people that just want to collaborate and make music together. It's 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 an amazing scene. I, I, I've never seen anything like it, except for maybe New York, but New York is very hectic, and I find London to be somewhat more relaxed. So I'm I'm very central to uh, to a train station called King's Cross and uh, from there I can easily access wherever I need to go for for a writing session. It's so much fun. It's like I have a day job, but my day job is to go to people's houses and and write songs with them. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not, that's not a <clears throat> that's not a bad job to have, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty happy <laughs> living a passionate life.
0: Yeah, and uh, listeners, go back and check out episode 119 where I interviewed uh, Carl Lindquist. He's splits his time between Sweden and London, and uh, really kind of describe what what you're saying there, Victoria. That and and to some extent, and and there's been other guests on the show uh, from the UK. I'm thinking of Luke Potter on episode 98, and and they've discussed on this show with me, uh, you know, how you say that. Um, it's it's very vibrant, but it's also very welcoming and and there's something there for everyone it's not uh painted with one brush exactly. where it's all one genre
1: exactly exactly
0: walk us through your e p landing at number six on billboard's next big sound what 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 is the process to get on their radar for consideration and and like you said the the person writing the song in their garden uh where were you when you found out how and when did you find out
1: <laughs> uh i Let's see. Okay, so first first of all, I didn't do anything to get uh, that charted. I woke up one day in Georgia, actually, where I had written most of the songs on the record, but it was around a year after I had recorded them and shortly after I released the record. And uh, uh, my mom uh, called me and said, hey, have you seen that you're charting on this billboard thing? I was like, what? And then I looked at it and it said I was number six. And I was like, holy crap, that's very cool. And I uh, instantly just took a video and thanked my fans, quote unquote fans, um, for for supporting me and for getting me there and I had no idea how it happened, but it happened and um, it, it opened a lot of doors actually. So yeah. And, I'm that, and there's grateful not some
0: there's not some story that you know that your management you know knew somebody or or knows the, the right process. I mean it just happened organically.
1: I didn't have management at that point.
0: Wow, so, but but I no, want the yeah. listeners to know that that even though you do have management now, I mean you are very much the, the face of the DIY er, yes?
1: <laughs> I was for a long time uh, until, uh, yeah, and I said, I said no a lot um, to, to opportunities, to contracts, because my, my parents taught me that it's okay to, to force yourself to be patient with the process and let everything come in its own time. And I'm proud, you know, to have said no and to have stayed true until the time was right. Because now I'm with a management company and production company called Instrumental, and and they're taking wonderful care of me, and they understand who I want to be, and they're pushing me to be better, and um and they're letting me follow my dream the way that I want to, you know, and uh, but yeah, before before March. February, March of this year, um, when I signed with them, I was totally independent.
0: Wow. Wow. So this is, this is a recent development for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Super recent. It's very new.
0: When you said that you said no to a lot of contracts, what do you mean? What type of contracts were, were you being offered?
1: Um, management contracts, um, sometimes label contracts, and there's no way that I would accept a, a label offer without management. You know, you have to have the proper team that's on your side when signing a, a contract like that, where you're basically signing away your, your, the rights to your songs and everything like this. So, um, and, and your performance rights, I don't know, contracts are very scary for, for young artists who are just excited to get out there and excited to, you know resemble one of their musical influences and it's very easy to get lost in that and then to find yourself you know 10 years later having seriously regretted signed something in in the heat of the moment and the you know the during the excitement of of some cool you know some some guy in sunglasses telling you that they're going to make you a big star
2: it's sometimes
1: it's most of the time it's a facade and and young artists should should definitely watch out for that i think
0: Well, and as you described, you know, when you're when you're thirteen and you're in Dubai and you're sending emails to producers or or whoever ending up on (laughs) on the Iraqi TV show that that you described, that's one thing. And and you know, and and hats off to you that at such a young age you were being that aggressive, not to mention that you were getting those results, but you know, eventually it's like I don't wanna I don't wanna downplay it, but Okay, it's harmless. I'm sending out emails to producers and to TV shows, but you're right. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, someone comes to you with a contract and says, "Hey, sign this," you know. And I wink, wink, we'll do X, Y, Z for you. Obviously, even at that young age, you say, "Okay, wait a minute." You know, this is this is entirely different from trying Mm -hmm. to get my song played on the radio and trying to get someone to interview me. And so, uh, so you were you were seeing those those red flags on your own. It sounds
1: well. I was seeing those red flags because my parents taught me to. It's it's all thanks to them. I I was definitely inclined to to sign anything and every, and everything that would make me you know that would that would get me closer to John Mayer basically, um, <laughs> but uh, but they taught me otherwise. And and as I've gotten older, I've realized that they are so in the right, and I'm so happy that I followed their advice because a lot of I think artists uh, when they're 13 or 14 and just coming into their own, they don't they don't have that advice to to follow. So
0: sure, sure. Well. That's a uh, that's that's sound advice that you got from your parents. and now you've just given out sound advice to anyone listening who's a, a young aspiring performer that thinks you know that's all I need is for someone to offer me a deal and and I've got it made. And in fact, um, I can I can remember sitting here in the studio and interviewing Danny Brooks. In person, he he had already been on the show, but he swung through Florida, so we had him come back on. This was episode 106, and he talked about that. You know, when you get offered a, a record deal, that's just the start. I can see, I can. Hmm. That's just the start of it. That's the way yeah. he said it. And uh, you know, so people think, you know, I get offered a deal and I'm all set. And you know, and here you are to say, for openers, be very leery. Someone's offering it to you. And secondly, you know, get get someone in the know. Uh, you know, obviously, an entertainment attorney, preferably. Um, yes. But, you know, you don't just want to sign anything.
1: No, a- absolutely, because there there is fine print that that often gets overlooked by someone who's just excited to to do music for a living. Another thing I would say um, is is that I have many friends who have signed the record deal, and then have have had to fight for their attention within the label you know so you yeah, can sign with yeah. this huge label and then and then spend you know 5 years trying to get even on on their website there there are labels that that don't even show 75% of the artists that they've signed oh i'm sure and only yeah only uh shine light on on the major ones you know and and that's not that's not fair. There's a lot of injustice when when it comes to the record. Well, you you're, know. you're you're playing
0: right into my hands here because uh, it gives me an opportunity to tell listeners go back to uh, episode 173. Entertainment attorney Ryan Carella was my guest, and we talked on that episode about episode 166 when um Ashley E. Norton, who's part of the folk slash Americana duo Witherword told me about the record deal that she was able to get out of i i said by the way we had you on the show way back on episode six whatever happened with that record deal and i was telling the story to, to ryan corella and i said you know on episode 166 ryan ashley e norton said she was able to get out of it and nothing there was n- no harm no foul and and he said well lucky her because because that's a, a rare thing um, that is
1: rare absolutely yeah
0: um Listeners, uh, Victoria mentioned the name John Mayer. Stick around. I'm going to bring that name back up to her in just a minute. But first, I want to remind you that uh, I am Bruce Warzniak and joining me today on the Now Here This Entertainment guest line from London, England is singer, songwriter, multi instrumentalist Victoria Canal. As I mentioned before, she certainly is very much on social media. You will find Victoria on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Her music is streaming on Spotify, and you can purchase Victoria's music on iTunes, Amazon, and other online music retailers. Amazon, if you are going to go there, I know they have an app, but I'd really prefer it. If you don't mind going to nhte.net, click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that they'll kick back a few pennies from my piggy bank. Patreon is a way that you can contribute directly to the show. Maybe you don't like going to Amazon. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash Or go to NHTE.net and click on the Patreon button to get over there. There's some nice thank you rewards for contributing to the podcast. Our Facebook group is called NHTE Listeners. If you want to search on Facebook for it or just go to NHTE.net and look for the Facebook group button. If you want to write in, it's podcast at NHTE.net. Your emails are always welcome. At NHTE.net, you can sign up for the e-newsletter. And don't forget that there's icons there to click on if you want to listen to the show instead of at the website. You can do so through itunes google play music stitcher radio soundcloud or tune in radio please subscribe and tell a friend and engage with us on social media as well there's icons there for facebook twitter youtube and instagram all on nhte.net so victoria i'm thinking back to episode 164 of the show which we recorded live on location in california in january when Josh Mm -hmm. Logan, who had been on The Voice, he performed a Stevie Wonder song and then sat down and and talked with me after that about his long-standing admiration for him and and the hope of one day getting Uh, to take the stage with Stevie. You list Stevie Wonder along with Tori Kelly, Nora Jones, and here's the name, John Mayer, as influences. (laughs) So if you got the chance to pick one of those four to get to perform with, Stevie Wonder, Tori Kelly, Nora Jones, or John Mayer, which one would you choose and why?
1: I would have to say... It's kind of an e- easy answer, if, if I'm honest with you. Stevie Wonder, <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, I think has been, you know, I, I love John Mayer more than anybody in this entire world except for Stevie Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because Stevie I think Stevie Wonder is just this ethereal vessel of, of music. He understands music more than I think I've ever seen anybody do so. And, um... And he he has had such a long, beautiful career of just integrity and and political music and and uh, my God, just the songs in the key of life changed my my life. Um, you know the the intro song, just like if you put on the record, I'm looking at my re- at the, my record collection right now, and the songs in the key of life is sitting there, and and uh, it just there's nothing like it, and and um and he. He's just a godlike presence on earth and he has done so much for so many people with his joy and I actually was just talking to a friend of mine Judith Owen yesterday we wrote a song together and she was telling me how she met Stevie Wonder once and because she's friends with his partner his longtime partner and uh and he was performing at a party that she was at and he just exuded love and joy and and pride and um creativity he was he was like a child but in the in the wisest way and i i i adore him so i think to to sing with him or just to be in in a room with him while he plays a piano and sings Mm -hmm. a song idea like that's my ultimate dream the day that happens is the day i quit music because i'll just be like it all gets boring from here. Yeah, this and, is the epitome of of life. As I said <laughs> on,
0: on the Mark Ensign interview, the, the, the whole George Costanza thing of, I'm out. I'm going out on that. You I'm know, not, it's like, yeah, you're, exactly. d- you're done. You, you wrote with Stevie and, and what more. I, I think I even said to Josh Logan during that interview that I did with him, episode 164, I think I said to Josh Logan that Stevie Wonder is like a genre. His genre of music should just be called Stevie Wonder. Stevie it's, it's like Wonder, a, absolutely. It's like a, a genre all of its own.
1: Oh, my gosh. And mind and what's you,
0: Josh mm-hmm. Logan was very jealous because I had to break it to him that Stevie Wonder had, had just walked like three, four feet away from me the day before I interviewed Josh Logan. There we were at, at Nam. No and way. Like, oh, look, there's Stevie Wonder right there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy. If I, if I would have known you at the time, I would have said, oh, Victoria would be flipping out right now. But, oh, well.
1: <laughs> I, uh... I uh, posted this cover of Isn't She Lovely on Facebook, and it was one of the the first videos online that got a few million views and um, and the, uh, you know, the band Earth, Wind and Fire.
0: Of course, I saw them in concert last year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> amazing. well they they commented on the video
0: and they wow. said, uh,
1: so, yeah, they, they said like Stevie would love this or something like that. And then uh, and uh, I found out that that day, they were actually performing with Stevie wonder at some festival. So I'm hoping in my, in my heart that Stevie wonder has heard my cover wow. and, and, that, and that he appreciates it. I don't know if it actually happened, but in my heart, that's what happened. Wow. And if it is, <laughs> then I'm, <laughs> then I'm, I'm a very satisfied human being, but well, uh, yeah, he is amazing.
0: Here's, here's something else. That's cool. Purely by coincidence, we are now at three guests in four weeks who are 17 or 18 years old. Uh, Katie Bell, On episode 175, she's a 17-year-old singer, songwriter, and model based in Atlanta. May Tatro, last week on episode 177, she's a 17-year-old singer-songwriter in the Daytona Beach, Florida area, who I interviewed on location in Orlando. And now here you are, Victoria, at age 18, a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist who already put out an EP and has a new project in the works, even though it's it's never too late to pursue one's dream, it seems that more and more performers, and, and I don't know, maybe it's because of American Idol and The Voice and America's Got Talent, it seems more and more boys and girls are starting into music performance and songwriting earlier and earlier these days. Do you agree with that? And, and if so, why do you think it has gone that way? Is it because of reality shows?
1: Uh, I don't know if I would agree with that. I mean, Michael Jackson was 10 or 11 in the 60s right or how or i guess no 70s 70s because he was born in 59 i think and and he he became a superstar at at 10 or 11 years old and uh there are other there are other child stars that have occurred in the in the past decades i can't really put my finger on on many right now but i I i figure the the musical talent thing comes very early on and when you're meant to uh to pursue or hone hone your craft, uh, you usually know when you're a kid. It doesn't take, you know, 20 years of of life to figure it out to figure out what you want when when it's so intrinsic and and just you're so meant for it, I guess. Um, so uh, maybe maybe so. I wouldn't really agree about the reality TV show thing okay. because I, I can't say that, that The Voice or American Idol have influenced me in any way for when it comes to my love for music and wanting to do it full-time.
0: Well, um, for those of you who are regular listeners to the show, I never, ever really talk about what podcasts I listen to, but I like to listen to Jay Moore, uh, comedian Jay Moore, who also is a host on Fox Sports Radio, and he said he doesn't believe in the expression agree to disagree. It just means you disagree. So, Victoria... <laughs> You and I will politely disagree.
1: <laughs> Absolutely,
0: sounds great. Uh, sounds great. W- we're in the home stretch here. W- what's something that you have not done in all your music pursuits that you have on your radar as as a target? You know, for for probably say sooner than later. And I don't mean something like writing with Stevie Wonder. I mean something that you know you're going to do it. You just haven't gotten there yet.
1: Yeah, um, I would say going on on uh, an international tour with a band. Would basically be uh, something on my on my radar, on my bucket list that I'd like to do within the next five to ten years, maybe five years. Okay. Um, But I so far I've only toured. You know, as I've told you, I I have been doing the DIY thing for a long time, and usually that that entails carrying my heavy keyboard on my back on a train Mm. to a gig alone. And and it's it can be touring can be a lonely process when you're, when you're so DIY, because there's, there's not money pumped into it, you know? Um, so I guess going on, on, on an established legitimate tour opening for, uh, for a bigger artist that I've, that I've known for a while, that would be within the next year or two. Um, but as far as running my own tour and going on my own tour, that's within the next five, five years would be to, to be able to bring crowds to to shows. And, uh, yeah
0: okay but so so being a DIYer then is there any thought to when you get ready to do this album later this year is there any thought to you doing a crowdfunding campaign
1: Mm, well fortunately my production company will be funding this this record Ah,
2: okay um
1: yeah and and that's part of the contract that I've signed so Uh, but as far as promotion and, and tour support goes, this is the reason that I'm still battling whether to continue independently or to seek out support from a major label. Gotcha. Because if if we do so, then I have more opportunity to do sure. exactly that, sure. to get out on the road. So that's the compromise, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Victoria, we're going to close today with a, a great great song of yours. I really loved this um, song called Not Afraid. Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please.
1: Absolutely. Not Afraid is a letter that should have been written to me by a guy uh, that was too embarrassed to, to express our love to the world. It's the same guy that the city shoes song is about <laughs> uh, <laughs> this EP was very much inspired by that guy uh, but don't worry this upcoming record is much more varied in its inspiration um, not afraid yeah it's it's a uh, it's an anthem for being absolutely unashamed in in loving someone totally and completely and showing them off to the world and uh i i wrote that letter to myself because it's not something that he would do for me <laughs> and that's that was the inspiration for this song.
0: did you write this before or after city shoes
1: um i can't remember i think afterwards but i, I remember where i wrote it i wrote it in my brother's room in madrid Wow. We had yeah. I had a, uh, I, I grew up most most of my childhood I spent in Madrid because my dad's my dad's from Spain, and um and I just remember in 2015 sitting up in that room and I had come up with, Domp 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 dump which is the the bass line in the in the intro of the song, and uh, I wrote a verse on top of that and then I don't know it just kind of flowed I I, I wrote it in in 15 minutes I think. Wow. Uh, very, very quick that was that was one of the easiest songs I've ever written.
0: Mm, good stuff, well, Victoria, this has just been just awesome. I've just really loved this and and thank you ever so much thank for, for making too. the time yeah I, I appreciate Absolutely. it and i and I wish you nothing but the best.
1: Thanks, Bruce. (laughs) Have a
0: good day. And now is the time where I say, listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. I do want to truly thank singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Victoria Canal. Do please engage with her on social media. By that, I mean like her Facebook page. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to her YouTube channel and then watch and like the videos on there. As I've said on past episodes, I do all these things myself. I don't ask you listeners to do something that I'm not doing. Today I followed Victoria on Twitter and Instagram, liked her Facebook page, so please do the same. Remember that her music is streaming on Spotify. Keep up with her online so you can watch for details that she reveals as she continues to work toward her new album. And of course, purchase what she already has out. It's available on iTunes, Amazon and other online music retailers. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio 2, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Engage with the show, too. Go to nhte.net and click on the icon to go join the Facebook group. You can also write in via the email address podcast at nhte.net. Get with us on the various social media platforms that you'll find links to at nhte.net. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Please also consider supporting the show with a donation through Patreon. There's a button at nhte.net for that. And check out the t-shirts and hats at nhte.net, too. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out with another song by Victoria Canal. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Not Afraid.
2: Some things just aren't meant to be That's not the case When it comes to you and me, babe Wasting time is just a myth. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not wasting time at all if it's you I am with. Yeah. Oh yeah. Instead of prepared, baby.